try to finish one of these the whole day i probably go every about 45 to 55 minutes all right so we got you beat still by like 20 25 minutes all right so ishan did go to the bathroom right before we started but if you gotta go man just go if you gotta go just go <laughs> episode 26 of the tfw podcast that's freaking wrestling i am your host matt joined by rhodesia and ishan besides going to the bathroom not being able to get a good night's sleep because we're going to the bathroom. How are you guys doing on this fine day? So listen, I am so excited. I would say that I single-handedly did it, but I know you would call me out on it. But I finally beat a video game this weekend. Um, it takes two. It's been probably a good, I think Gears of War might have been the last video game that I beat or we bought. And that was three, beat, not bought. four. Or five. I thought You're it was the first Gears. Gears. Oh, I thought it was the first Gears. Point wow. is, so happy, so excited. We got to see the end credits. I mean, I don't know if other people feel that way. Like when they play a game, seeing them end credits, you wait until it starts all the way back over and you get that logo. So super excited. Wow. I had no idea that you played video games, to be honest with you. So that's pretty you darn cool. You can't be serious. For real? Yeah. I know the match play video games. Oh, I didn't know you yeah. partaked. Yep. To be honest with but, you, but yeah, she's on her phone playing the phone games, getting ah. to like level twenty thousand. Yeah. But it's yeah, Lent, yeah, so I gave that up for Lent. So no phone games for Lent. Shout to you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm pretty fair then, for old square of y'all. But uh, Matt, how are you doing today? You know what? Thank you for asking. I am doing fantastic. I am in a great mood. We got WrestleMania next week, Ooh. so we are counting down the days to that. Uh, what else is going on? Um, CM Punk popped back in the news to give us some great content for us to talk to on this Let's episode go. that was not planned just a couple hours ago. So we'll get into that. So overall, I am uh, feeling pretty, pretty good. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's start with Monday Night Raw because that was on Monday. So a few days ago. Um, for me, show had a great beginning. Had an incredible ending and a whole lot of nothing in between. We gave our sugar shits last week. We're not going to do that again this week. We are going to have our WrestleMania preview show loaded early next week because Rhodesia and I will be on a flight out of here early, early Thursday morning next week. So we won't be recording on our typical Thursday and then dropping on Friday. We'll probably record on Tuesday after Raw to see what the last final hype is besides SmackDown. Drop it for you guys on Wednesday so you guys can have it a couple days early. Um, So we're not going to kind of deep dive anything more than what we did last week with talking about the build. But let's start positive. Let's start with the KO Sammy and Usos opening segment. Then we can talk about the final segment on Raw with Roman and and Cody. Then I'll kind of get my thoughts and get your guys' thoughts like in between what happened on Raw. 
But we saw it Friday. We got the hug, and there was a lot of discourse online about they should have saved the hug until WrestleMania. Why would you put the hug on SmackDown when it's two weeks out? I thought from jump that was the right call to do. Looked like it was the right call. I got 10 million views on social. I think yeah, I think it did 2.4 million in viewers on actual SmackDown that Friday night. They knew what they were doing. Right call there. That kind of switches over to Monday Night Raw. We get them setting up the match, and we heard it. Brothers versus brothers. KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Give it to me. What you guys think about the segment? And now that we are officially here in that match, any chance you guys are giving the Usos of retaining the belts against KO and Sammy? Oh, my gosh. I just got butterflies just thinking about all of this and how I'm going to feel in that moment. The, my takeaway from that is Sammy calling out um, Jay saying that something along the lines of um, that the turmoil between him and Roman and then Jimmy or Jay. I'm sorry. I'm messing up here. Jay was pretty much told Jimmy like, no, we're going to fight them. We're going to fight them. So Jimmy was like so ready to be like, no, nah, I'm straight. I'm good. I don't want to fight them. And then he's like, no, we're going to fight you at WrestleMania. And I just thought that that was like another little seed that goes back to when he had told Sammy that I trust you. That just one more thing that he's trying to to plant that seed to become the new tribal chief. So that's what I took away from that. And then how, again, Sammy was calling him out. For me, okay, I, I'm so excited go, about that. Go back real quick. So you t- So what did you take away from that? You took away that, that Jay, Jay is, he's about to infiltrate the bloodline himself. And he's about to blow it up from the inside, even though Got it's already it. blown up. But Jay's going to, he's going to definitely implode it. But well, we it's saw unique. He did not. We saw the backstage segment. Roman said, I love you. Jay didn't say it back. No, but he so, also told the chief that, or the, he also told the wise man he heard what he needed to hear. So we'll see how that he, plays out. Pronouns, he, pal. Pronouns, pal. Roman. <laughs> he told Roman, uh, Roman told Paul Heyman, I, I heard what I needed to hear. And so we know what happened last time I heard that. That was when he's talking about Sammy. And then we saw yeah. that the, the trial came about. So we'll see. But I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, that was a really good. Uh, that was a really good uh, intro into that. So many layers to this thing, man. Yep. I mean, like, if you think about like this story, I, I'm I'm gonna touch more into the story when we get to the Cody and Roman segment at the end. But okay, like this Jay thing, man. Like, if you follow the story, like Jay had this. Jay's been playing the consistent character the whole time, like from the very start of this bloodline thing when it just was main event Jay and it was Roman, mm-hmm. like. It's been the same from the start. And if you look at Jimmy, Jimmy's playing into this too. Man, yo, let's just go into the show. I, I want to tie it into the, to the, uh, to the last segment because like this bloodline thing is like uh, amazing. But uh, going to the show, so it sounds like, Matt, you are in a fan of, of most of the show. It was like, so it was, like a book, it was like a book, right? I mean, like a bookmark. It had a right. strong start, strong finish, but in the middle, it just was like, eh, right? Like to me, to be honest with you, I thought the show was fine. Okay, well, right, let's, so, well, so stop. Let, let's let's now we now we got to timestamp it. We got to stop right here, sir. Every week, he gets on here and says, "Hey, I, I fast forward through that. I fast forward through that. Oh, I didn't see that part. I fast forward through that." The question this week, Ishan, how yeah. much of Monday Night Raw did you fast forward through? See, I, I need the friends and supporters of the show and my family in this podcast to know understand. 
that I'm not going to sit through some BS. So if it's something I'm not interested in, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to answer fast the, forward through that. Answer Period. the question. Right, so, answer the question. So how much of the show did you fast forward through? Watch them say 85%, which tells you no. the show was shit. That's, majority, that's of it. majority of it. Majority of it. I watched majority. See? I would say, oh, 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 you watched the majority. I would say, <laughs> so to be honest with you, like, here's the problem with Raw and, and inherently, three hours is too long for anything, to be honest with you. I yeah. think nowadays with these movies, like, you know, back in the day, I'm going to a small range. You know, back in the day, like, movies is about an hour, hour and 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe an hour and 45. Now we're getting these three hour and 25 minute movies. That's a long ass time to try to hold mm-hmm. someone's attention, right? So this three hours is just a long time. The show would be better off if it was two hours. For me, I'd probably watch probably about two hours of the show, to be honest with you. So, okay, so you missed an hour. So imagine if the hour that you missed sucked. show wouldn't be that great. Right, because you you only watched what two thirds of it, seventy five percent of it, whatever the percentage is. Uh, I watched all of it. I watched every second, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because, like, I don't what the fuck. Like, I it feels oh, to me. Let me go ahead and put a note right now. It feels Listen. to me like they are intentionally sabotaging or downgrading the other storylines and builds to make the main ones feel even better. Now, do you think that they're sabotaging it or do you just think that maybe like the bloodline just has it on lock? Like they're the, the main, main ones, they just have it and they're and it's genuine where they're, they're taking all the energy from it. Mm, okay. Sabotage the wrong word. You wouldn't sabotage your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe milling it in. Maybe they feel like, because when we looked at the card, mm-hmm. we know these matches are going to hump come next weekend. We know for a fact the matches that have not had the best bill, when you get them in the ring, bell to bell, we're going to be looking back at it like, man, that was another great match. Man, that was another great match. Man, that was a fantastic match. Man, that match was WrestleMania worthy. Outside of Bloodline-related storylines, and I would also throw in Drew, Sheamus, and Gunther. I think they've done a really nice job with that. And yeah, we Old know school. they've had some cur- yep. you know, they've had some curveballs with Bobby and Bray and, and, and uh, Brock and... Uh, Omas, we we I get that. So I'm throwing mm. those two matches out. The rest of it, I didn't want to start here, but I guess we can start here and we'll get back to the the finale of Raw in a second. I said it last week. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with Bianca and Oscar. Mm. They had another opportunity Monday. It was just as bad. Yeah. They put no extra heat on that match. I thought on SmackDown Friday, Charlotte and Rhea, I thought they had a pretty strong pull apart. But in order for that match to allegedly go on last night one, you got to put a lot more fire on that feud and that storyline than that. Um, Because for like real talk, Rhea is so over. She's mm -hmm. just so over. So I, and I think we heard a couple bit of chants, even um, SmackDown night that they were chanting for real over Charlotte. So that's well, going to be so interesting to see how they play that out on Monday. They put her in there with another heel. It was her and uh, Bailey one-on-one. Yeah. Oh, snaps. They, they right. sure so, did. So, yeah. so right, right before you guys continue the promo, you guys are cutting what I'm about to say about the show. It being <laughs> fine. Right. Okay. I feel like a show two weeks before mania should be more than fine. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was that. That would be an issue. I would take one like this. The show itself was fine, like I said, but you would think it's two weeks before Mania that they would be coming out with guns blazing. Like stuff is like hot. Like each segment, matches, everything yep. is like just on fire. It's just going. I didn't feel that way. This felt like 
this if you take out the the intro and the outro of this show and you you couldn't put this anywhere in the year right and it, it would have been fine there right but two weeks before your biggest card like wow and then going back exactly. to the the Rhea thing like i don't know what they're doing creatively with her because yeah she's over as rhodesia said but they got her in the ring against like the hated heels bailey like What's going on with her match? It seems like the creative outside of the bloodline thing is a little wonky, right? Like, I don't know if they're making changes. Damn it, is Vince back? Like, because some strange stuff's happening right now. You know, I thought that a couple times, and I, I made it a point that I am not going to use that as a crutch of anything. Something is horribly wrong. That's the first thing that pops in my mind. I'm, I'm going to just try to say, like, no, he's not. Maybe he's still giving some input. Maybe they're using some of it. But some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. Look at the Logan Paul Seth segment. And you guys know I, I am super high on that match. I said that is the match that is going to be in all the video packages for years to come about this WrestleMania. They're going to do something in that match that is going to be all over social media, et cetera, et cetera. That was another really poor segment. It just, I mean, watching it, I'm just like, man, this isn't great. But they made up for it in the final segment for sure. That's why I said, I wonder if their thought is, Hey, we've already sold 62,000 seats, you know, per night for mania. The ratings kind of are what they are. You know, Raw's getting anywhere between 1.7 to 1.9 viewers. SmackDown is always over 2 million. Okay. Hey, we kind of got it locked in. Let's just make sure that the highs are really, really high. And then kind of everything else is what it is. That's, that's what I would think we'll see this week. We got, of course, we got SmackDown this weekend, and then we got Raw and SmackDown next week. I don't want to throw, like, of course, we got to remember, they're doing a great job with Random. That's not official for WrestleMania, but that is something they're doing really well with, so I don't want to understate that. But these women matches, man, like, somebody said on Twitter to me a couple days ago that Vince did a better job booking women than Triple H is doing. And at first, I laughed and was like, man, absolutely not. Then I got to thinking. I still, I still don't think so. But if you look at the matches, Charlotte Rhea, not happy with that booking. Asuka, Bianca, not happy with that booking. The sixth women tag, nothing of excitement or relevance, in my opinion, happened on Monday. Uh, and then they're doing a cluster match like they're doing with the guys to get some some more talent on the show, which is great for them. So shout out to that. I'm happy for that. But hey, but I'm, let's go back to that uh that that Bianca and Oscar. They finally did something that makes sense from a storyline perspective. At least I don't know if you want to say that Oscar finally turned, but at least she showed some aggression. Right. Right. And kind of did a sneak shot and a sneak attack on Bianca to kind of put some some spice. And they'll probably try to on the go home show you'll probably see a little bit more. But to be honest, they should have been there. Two weeks a couple ago. Weeks ago. Weeks yeah. Ago. Like Oscar should be going into this thing as the 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 minted heel a long time ago. I feel like they dropped the ball on recreating that character to something else as soon as the debut. Because I right. again I keep telling you guys, like I don't see the difference with the two characters. She's wearing she's cut her hair and wears different makeup now. That's yeah. for me. But this is a a good turning point, at least for that few for me. And I think okay. when you talk about like the turning point, it made me think about it when y'all were talking about the judgment day i'm wondering maybe with the exception of dom and damien if you look at what to me on raw did you not feel like edge's promo was kind of hillish i mean beside the fact he called himself the devil 
I felt like that was a real heel promo. So if you're turning, you know, Rhea face, you know, you kind of had her in that match for Bailey that I forgot about it. And now you people love Finn and I edge cutting this devil promo. Is it possible that we're looking at Judgment Day turning face? It's a possibility, especially with the prospect of Backlash being in Puerto Rico. We know Damien's going to get a huge response from the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's possible. I, 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 Damien? I you brought up, yeah, Damien Priest. Oh, Priest? Yeah. Uh, that is yeah, his name, right? That's his name, Damien Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, I, thought you, I thought you were talking about Dominique. Dominique for a minute. No. <laughs> Dominique. No, I ain't talking about Dominique Wilkins. Um, Wilkinson. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see with, with that. But was the Edge I, promo pretty killish? Uh, I didn't think the promo was good. That's why I smiled <laughs> when you brought it up. Damn. I didn't. One, it looked like it was recorded on a 2004 Android. I don't know what that was supposed <laughs> to be, but whatever it was, that wasn't it. iPhone 3. Um See, you're not a fan of you. You weren't. You're not a fan of the Judgment Day Edge. I thought the the, the video was fine. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Um, you think it added to their feud, or before, or after watching it, you were just kind of like, I could have took it, took it, or, or what is it? Take it or leave it. I could have took it, it or left it. No, I see what they're trying to do with that feud, right? Because you think about Edge and Finn. They've they've wrestled numerous times. Mm-hmm. They're trying to add some different things to kind of spice it up a little bit, right? Now, you got Finn talking about, like, hey, you can't handle my demons, right? So now we're thinking maybe the demon, the Judgment Day version of the demon might show up at Mania in, in Hell in Cell. All right, bet. Now we got Edge. Hey, yo, I'm bringing a different side of me to this match as well. Like, you know, I like, like, I like what he said. Like, and I think that's, like, that's what I thought that was really interesting. He said, he's like, look, like, this is my, this me is me being socially acceptable. Like, right? Like, I'm getting that cage. I'm gonna be uncaged. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an animal. I'm gonna be a different person myself. So they're both saying I'm going into this match being a different version of me. It's gonna be sadistic. Um, it's gonna be violent. So I kind of feel at least they're trying to do something different with those characters, bring a different dynamic to it. Okay. No, and I am excited for the entrances because I do think we get the Brood Edge, and of course we're gonna get the Demon Finn. I think that is gonna be yep. pretty cool to see. Yep, both of those. It'd be awesome. Um, before before we go back to the the main segment on Raw, I was talking about the females. I do want to shout. Hey, out. wait, wait, real quick. Hey, if yeah. if uh, Gang Grill comes out with him, come on, forget about oh, it. I mean, I will be there for that. I would absolutely be there for that. Um, as I said, I want to shout out two women. We were just talking about the women that's not being booked, but one I want to shout out Alexa Bliss. She announced a couple of days ago on Twitter that uh, she's over skin cancer. She had skin cancer, Aww. and she is a hundred percent healed from that so shout out to her super happy that she's healthy and hopefully happy we see her back soon and then Zelina Vega uh being able to see Zelina one in the ring last Friday against Rhea and just see her as a face I I don't think she's been a face in WWE that I can remember not in a not in a prominent role I was gonna say I think she for a half a second but she probably was with other people other faces Mm -hmm. but yeah I was never anything because when she won the queen Selena she went completely whatever face she was she became a heel after that so but I think I saw her as a good girl a little bit for a hot second but yeah but shout out to her I I think she's got some uh some big plans. Once again, going to Puerto Rico in May, she's, she should be in a, a big spot. And then just overall with her being with Santos, I think they have her pegged for a pretty big 2023. So I wanted to shout those two ladies out. So let, let's get to the, the ending of Raw, which was everything that I hated about the show. It was more than made up for it uh, with Roman and Cody. 
I'll get your guys' thoughts, and I'll kind of tell you guys what I think after I hear what you guys thought about it. They Just said to hell what they said to hell with what Rhodesia on that's freaking wrestling said. I said I didn't want to see them in the ring again before Mania, and what happened? Yeah, I told you, I in wasn't the ring. They get in the ring and they get to the talking, um, but <laughs> they get five stars from that that promo. Um, I loved it. The mean ass Cuban mama, like. Come on, like when Cody dropped that right there, like we know if your mama's mad, <laughs> you have a whole new fire under your ass at that point. Um, but overall, really, really, really good stuff there. So even though I did say that um, I didn't want to see them again, I'll eat my words and admit I was wrong. Um, I was really happy to see that. Yeah, it was an awesome, awesome, awesome segment. Um, Roman was trying to cut him, right? Roman, sure, tried, I thought it was going to be like a repeat. To. He did. Hey, I thought it was gonna be another like lopsided, like promo, kind of like like Roman got into him like last time, because mm-hmm. um, you know Cody cuts these great promos, but hey, Roman's taking a page out of Sean Cena. He's like cutting these dudes deep, right? And he's doing like the work stuff a little bit differently to where it makes sense to everybody. You ain't just flying over everybody's head. You gotta be inside because everybody remembers Stardust, right? And now, he, and maybe people might not know what he did to AEW, but he's telling a story about, look, this is what this dude did. That didn't work out. Now he ran away and came back to that. I thought it was an awesome promo, but I love that Cody came back with some fire. I think that's what, we, I think that's what he's been missing was that fire. Like, the, hey, look, bro, I'm going to beat your ass come WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to hear. Like, hey, I get it. We doing a Friday at Cody. We doing it for Dusty, and we doing it for Sonny. I get that. But also... I'm, I'm doing it to his ass. I'm beating that ass all day long. Come <laughs> WrestleMania. That's I cannot what wait to, to clip that. Eshan saying, I'm doing it to that ass. I cannot That's right, wait. Doing it to that ass. I'm beating it all <laughs> it. day long. Love it. Love it. That, that will be so good. I thought that was That'll a great promo, social man. Media tomorrow. So, um, did, did that. So, all right. The promo's over. Show's mm-hmm. over. Did mm-hmm. either one of you have any different feelings about the match? and or the finish come WrestleMania because of that segment? I don't think so. No, I just, but this whole bloodline, everything, it's almost like I don't want to have any preconceived notions going into it or have any, what how it's going to end because I'm just so enjoying the ride. It would mm-hmm. feel like I'm sabotaging my own fandom right now. Like, I'm just, just, let me see how this plays out. No, you know, same here. Like, but for me, like, I've kind of felt the same way from day one. I still don't really know who's going to win. I, I believe Cody will win. Okay. Um, but also there's a chance that Roman can win, right? Because, and that's the, like I told you before, like it's hard to be to, to be a wrestling fan and try to be on the on the dirt sheets and online. You get so much of the back the backstage stuff. You right. try to predict what things are going. So with Roman, it's like, okay, Roman needs to get his 1,000 days as champion. Like, does, is that a big deal? Do we need to get there? But also, like, it'll be a huge moment to end that show, to end that weekend, to have a baby face going over with the title over his head. Like, like I don't know if I would end the, the WrestleMania with a, with a heel going over. And we know anything about Vince back in the day. And look, Vince is a different animal. But Triple H did study underneath him, right? You always send the, the people home happy. Right. So what does that look like? So it's just a lot of different variables. But for me personally, I want to see Cody win, but I'm not sure he will. I'm going to say a hot take, though, real quick. I think Cody's going to get booed at Raw after Mania. And that's when it's going to start. I don't. Oh, no. I don't. Let's make it. Let's make a bet. 
Let's make a bet. We can bet anything you want to bet. Okay. I, I'm in on this bet. Booed. Yeah, I'm in yeah. on this. No. Yeah, he's not right. getting booed. Zero percent chance he gets okay. booed. And I'm saying he's gonna get booed at Raw after Mania. Yeah, nope. Unless why, why would he get booed though? Because Raw after Mania is like that, and I think that the wrestling fans, including myself, we are very, very fickle. And I'm telling, I'm still surprised about the pop that he gets now. And I know that's not that's gonna be short lived. So if you put the belt on him, he's gonna get booed. Maybe if he maybe if he doesn't win, he may not get booed. But I guarantee you, he's getting booed on Raw. After Mania. Yeah, I don't think so. And I, I think mm. the only worry I would have, and I don't even have a worry, but if I say if I had to worry about something with Cody, it is can he still be this hot not going against Roman? But I have a feeling they've done everything perfect with him so far that whoever his next challenger is going to be is the right challenger to keep him hot. That would be what I would say I'm worried about. Like he's getting these incredible ovations now, but it could be because he's going against the hottest hill in the company. We know how that goes. Hill needs a face, face needs a heel. Um, we'll see after that. But E, to your point, this was the first week that I thought to myself that Roman could lose. Never thought about that. You guys have heard me week in and week out talk about he's not losing. This is the reason why, et cetera, et cetera. And what I loved about the promo was it really wasn't anything that Cody said that he's going to do to Roman, right? Typically, you get the big baby face promo. He still has a, he still has a chance to to do his call to arms promo either Monday or next Friday the day you know two days before his match at Mania where it's they hey we got to do it together I'm doing it for this this is the reason why hey let's all go be happy and let's let's do it he didn't give us that but what he did give us was when you lose these belts this is what's going to happen to you and the picture he painted talk to him was something where I was like you know what. All right, Roman, I need you to drop these titles because we got to get to that. We got to get to Jay leaving. And then we got to get to Jimmy leaving. And we saw Solo. His name is Solo for a reason. Like, he don't listen to nobody. He does what he wants to do. And Roman, I think, noticed and saw for the first time at the end of Raw, like, I don't really control him. Nope. And that's a worry. That I think... That's a problem. Uh, I did think that, just for what I like in promos, I did think Roman handily took care of Cody, you know, bringing up, you know, AEW, just, you know, him talking, just the way, you know, Roman just gives you that that confidence as a heel, you know, like, couldn't get over and you ran. Then you get over here, and what happened? Your body gave out on you. You know, like, just that kind of stuff. He was talking more of a backstage quote-unquote personal piece but cody's piece was strictly stated to the storyline except Mm -hmm. for the line where if i hear my dad's name again i'm a bombing like he's not coming back i love that i thought that was awesome but he put the line in saying like stop talking about my daddy like stop like and i love (laughs) that because it's done now Mm -hmm. watch nobody else bring him up like even in the next feuds going forward i think that was all right we've used my dad enough now it's about me you know, even bringing up, you know, Dustin. Dustin ain't going to be here. Dustin's AEW, right? It's just I think Dustin me. just had a grandbaby or is about to have a grandbaby or something like that. Congratulations, yeah, to, Dustin. Uh, Dakota. Dakota, yeah. the baby, yep. But um, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought Cody painted a fantastic picture, even down with Heyman, right? Talking about he's, you know, he becomes an advocate again. I just thought it was. Oh, dude. I, it was I lost it. Lost it when I heard I that. Thought it was I lost perfect. It. As soon as that lost show was over, I was like, you know what, man? 
I do. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next segment of this story because I think this next segment of the story is going to blow away anything we've seen in the last two and a half years. I Ain't do. that some ish? I mean, like we've been like enjoying such a, such a ride, and you yep. even just said that you think it's going to even go even more. I do. I do. So I am excited for. Hey, Mania. but listen, that's what I was talking. That's what I want to talk to you guys about. Mm-hmm. Is this damn story? And this is exactly what you just talked about. That picture that Cody has been painting. This is what I was telling you about with Roman anyway, because like he doesn't necessarily need the championships to go to that story, which is going to be the internal bloodline feud. Right. right? And you think about this storyline, it's not just Jay that has some issues. Jimmy planted a little seed, I think it was last week as well on, on SmackDown. Right. And he's talking about like, you know, I had to sit here and answer for all this. Like it's my fault. You're right. And so and, and it sounded like he's about like he was getting mad that he was in the situation that Roman was putting him in. Right. Yep. And so you see Roman, you know, sit back and kind of look at him in the corners. I like, all right, where are you going with this? And then Jimmy said, it's Sammy's fault. Yeah, yeah. Right? right back to Sammy. I was like, oh, here Went we go right back again. to Sammy. Right. Yeah, so but, you but can that, see his entire statement was about Roman. His Seriously, I'm like, whoa, like about he's about to get swung on. I'm like, is Jimmy, he really doing this for to Roman? <laughs> Jimmy started going in. That's why I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, right? And he made it about he made it about Sammy, right? You talk about Jay, right? Jay has been bumping heads with Roman from the very beginning, right? That line that he's like he's he's not feeling Usi, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, well, the the tribal chief wants us to get along. I don't give a damn what tribal chief wants. He don't give a damn with the tribal chief once, mm-hmm. right? That's been him for, for the beginning. I remember when Jay and uh, Roman were feuding to start this whole thing. Roman whispered in his ear, I love you. Jay said, I hate you. Yeah. He's kept that same energy this entire time. Well, and then even on Monday in the backstage where he's basically said like, oh, it may be backstage, I can't remember if it was in the ring or not, where he said like, I'm just here for like Jimmy. Like, basically, that's why I'm back. It's, it's for it's for, it's for my, my brother. Nothing to do with Roman at all whatsoever. It's all about my brother. So, and that's why we, Roman wait. doesn't need yeah. the, the the championships to tell that story. And for me, I just got to tell y'all something right now. I don't know. If we want to get into it right now or later, but this is probably I got to say my top three favorite storylines. This bloodline thing that I've ever experienced as a wrestling fan. I want to say, like, my number one was Hogan and Savage. Okay. But I think this might be up there, and I might be recency bias. That's why I want to say top three. Mm. But right now, I, I want to say it's my favorite because this thing's been going on for almost two and a half years, and we still got an, another six months of storytelling. I bet if this WrestleMania thing was happening right now, I bet Sammy still will be in the bloodline telling more story. And because I feel like they kind of put that in the microwave a little bit, so he had to get to Mania. But for me, I think it's my it's in my top three. I want to say it's my favorite storyline I've I've ever experienced as a wrestling fan. I'm almost ready to say it is my top of all times. Because remember, for Hogan and Savage, I think you just said I wasn't watching wrestling at that time. So if it was, if I even if I go back to watch it back on the WWE Network back in the day, it still ain't the same when you're watching it first run, being a kid watching it and those emotions that came with it. Because we've seen it, you know, what happens after that. So for me, this might be maybe my top storyline. But hell, it's an amazing storyline. So I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, 
if you think about the layers that this storyline has, I don't, I can't think of another storyline that has lasted this long that is this layered. Like you can keep pulling the onion back and keep pulling it back and keep pulling it back and keep pulling it back. And there's a ton there still. Um, I'll have to think. That's a good one. Maybe we revisit that next week on our WrestleMania preview show. Uh, I mean, as a kid, nothing really beat Hogan Warrior just because Mm -hmm. it was the, you know, we never saw face versus face matches. You know, and back then, of course, we didn't know inside lingo like that. It was good guy versus good guy. That never happened. So for it to be at WrestleMania, oh my God. Uh, I think, you know, NWO is significant. We can't forget about that. Um, I mean, it was just, it's been so much. But, yeah, this is – I think this is easily – if you took MJF and Punk out of the equation, this would be by far easily the top storyline in the last 10 years. And I and I'll only bring up the Punk and MJF storyline because we know they weren't done. Brawl out happened. His injury happened. You know, so imagine if something happened with, you know, Roman where his legs got cut out up under him for some reason a year and a half ago, and they had to stop the storyline. It looks completely different. Um, so, but yeah, I got to think about that. That could be maybe my best. So, hey, if you guys are listening, watching, let us know. Hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter at That's FNW. Leave a comment on YouTube. Is this your guys' favorite of all time storyline? And if it's not, what one is you feel like is better than this? Speaking of WrestleMania, uh, Rich, who was a friend of the show, shout out to him. He sent me a, a question a few days ago, and I wanted to ask you guys. He was listening to last week's show, and he kind of was thinking about, you know, if he could go back to one WrestleMania that he didn't attend or he didn't go to that he would want to, which one is that, you know, and, and why? So he kind of presented that question to me. Like, That's a really good question. We'll talk about that on, on the pod. So you guys know we've been – well, Rhodesia and I have been blessed to, I think, this year is be like number 12, I think, WrestleMania's we've gone to, 12 or 13. He's been to a few of them as well. So we, we've gone to a lot of WrestleManias. Uh, but, of course, we haven't been to all 39 of them. So I have mine already. Probably super easy to figure out what mine would be. But, Rhodesia, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I'm going to ask you first. If you go back to any WrestleMania, even if you weren't watching wrestling yet, Maybe you heard about it. Maybe oh. you watched it. It was like, man, I wish I was there. You didn't attend. Which one did you wish you could go to and then the reason why? That question changed a little bit as you were asking it because you said mm-hmm. it could have been mm-hmm. something that before I was watching. But I'm still going to have to go back to what my heart says. And the reason why is WrestleMania was not so much WrestleMania, but so much of the Hall of Fame. And the only one I would go back to would be last year's because that was the inducting induction of the Undertaker into the Hall wow, of Fame. That's a great one. Wow. And so great one. I've I've always because again, I have been first world problems, so blessed, so grateful. I would never ever take it for granted. I've been to pretty much every WrestleMania as an adult that I wanted to go to. Um and I didn't go last year. And I remember always saying that when T- Undertaker retired that I will be there because remember he never broke character. He was always the undertaker and I've always wanted to see this other side of Mark Calloway. So I said, I would never, ever miss his hall of fame induction, um, which I did, but be us being able to see it after SmackDown and the way he did it, like a, I call it like a, like a pastor, almost like, like of a mega church. It was we just so e cool. Was something a few weeks ago. Yeah. Preacher Mark <laughs> up there. Killing Big it. time. Killing it. So for me, it would be, 
because I have been so blessed to been to so many WrestleManias, um, it would probably be seeing Undertaker getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And that's not even WrestleMania. So hopefully that's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, it's your answer. So. Yeah, you know, you, I knew you were going to ask that question. And I really didn't, I really don't have a favorite mania like that. But if I can go back and maybe experience one, mm-hmm. it might be Hawk versus Warrior. Now, storyline-wise, mm. I really enjoy I, I like the Savage and Hawk with Elizabeth and all that. Like, that just really hit for me. Okay. But I was a huge Warrior fan back in the day as well. I was still a, a huge Hawk fan as well yeah. back in the day. So just to see two huge fan favorites, you know, going at it, like, yep. that was a really, really, really great match. I would love to experience it live. Um, I was looking at the rest of the card. Uh, we got Rick Rude versus Jimmy Snooker. I wouldn't want to see that, actually. Uh, Big Boss Man versus Akeem. My kids love to see Big Boss Man uh, in action. They love the Big Boss Man. They love that he's from Cobb County, Georgia. Okay, Ray um, Trailer. Yeah, <laughs> they love that. Like, we're from Cobb County, Georgia. Um, Ted DiBiase versus Snake, uh, Jake Roberts. Jim Duggan versus Dino Bravo. The Orient Express versus the Rockers. Dusty Rose is on this bad boy with Sapphire. Y'all remember when he had Sweet Sapphire? Sapphire. Sweet Sapphire. Of course. Man, I can't believe, you know, finding out as a as a as an adult later on that that was uh, supposedly a rib and or something. Um they sat out Dusty Rose with because like that whole thing worked for me. I love Dusty. Back well, his whole remember, his like, whole his whole character in WWE was a rib. The polka dots and everything. Vince did that basically on purpose. And I loved and, it. Right, now, yeah, now go get over it. And hey, what do you know? He got he got it over. over. Yep. Uh, the Barbarian versus Tito Santana. I wouldn't want to see that either. Uh, the Heart Foundation versus the Rostokovits. Nikolai Volkov and <laughs> Boris Zugov. No, you know you can't just like go through that and act like you said yeah. the, the right name. We can't move on I from did. the pod until you say because I don't even know what you're talking about. Who was that, sir? It was Nikolai Volkov and Boris. Um, Vuk- I said his name correctly the first time. Now you got me caught up. <laughs> Zukovich. <laughs> okay. I remember uh, Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Brutus Beefcake um, with Mr. Perfect. Earthquake versus Hercules. Demolition versus The Colossal Connection. Andre and Haku. Rick Martel versus Coco Damn. Beware. Paul Roma. Roma. Ooh. Paul Roma versus Brooklyn Brown. So, like, the actual lineup itself is kind of spotty a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But as I'm going through it, it kind of re- reminds me of the WrestleMania that we currently have, right? Like, this was solely built on that main event right i don't know what the second most popular view on this thing would have been but it definitely was heavily about that main event i'll hey i'll love to see it okay i went with uh 17 as much as i would love to have been there for three with hogan and andre as much as i would love to have said hey i was at the first ever wrestlemania um but i gotta go 17 rocking austin on top of course you guys know like Austin is like my goat, um, but I've never watched well, him in Toronto. Work Real quick, that's Phoenix, right? Seventeen was Phoenix, right? No, seventeen was that was Houston, wasn't it? Oh, that's I'm thinking I think of Phoenix. That was Houston. Okay, never mind. Yep, the Reliant Astro. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, you had Rock and Austin on top. You had Taker and Triple H, which that match was off the charts intense. You had the TLC match, which is probably my favorite TLC match of all time on that show. That show is, of course, widely considered as just the best WrestleMania of all time. But that's probably the one I would have 
gone to if I could change now. Say, I mean, I could pick anyone. It would have been that one for sure. Um, last on thing I have for WWE, and then I'll throw it to you guys. If you guys got anything you need to bring up around WWE, is Naomi put on her social medias today that she's going to be at WrestleCon, WrestleMania weekend, which is, if you don't know, it's like a meet and greet convention. Somebody in her comments hit her with, hey, are you still with WWE? Her response was no. So she is no longer a part of WWE. Thoughts? I thought I was led to believe that she wasn't um, currently at all part of WWE when they walked out. I always thought that she would be coming back to WWE, but as far as like contracts, I thought once you walk out on your contract, like that was done. Um, but I also don't want to talk out both sides of my neck because I, I still think that she is coming back to WWE, but this is my first time hearing this. Um, hopefully she can get into something else that she wants to do. If she doesn't want to be in wrestling anymore, I don't want to see her in AEW. If she stays in wrestling, I want her to come back to WWE if that's, if she's welcome there. Um, but if not, I hope that she goes on and do what she wants to do in her life. Maybe if it's a family, if she wants to have her own family or if she's modeling or, or You're acting. always trying to get somebody to have a kid. You got to chill out on that. No, I said if they want to. No, I've I know, always said you if they always, want to. Because you know how time, I feel about kids. Every time you watch somebody, you, know you always kids. be like, I wonder why they ain't had kids yet. I wonder why she ain't pregnant yet. You got you to relax on that. Yeah, but Everybody if they want, want to. I've always said that. I've said if they want to have a kid or if they want to. Some people want, can't. Some people don't want to. I know I didn't want to have another kid, so... So stop putting that energy on everybody else then. Chill out. Wow. <laughs> e. <laughs> I wanted a little, I got two baby boys, but I'd love to have like a little princess. Uh, I Ishana. would too. Ishana? Ooh, no. Oh, that. God. No. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're just going to stop the entire conversation at that point. Yes. I'm done on yes. WWE before we move <laughs> on to AEW. Y'all got anything else you want to bring up around WWE? I just still want to see a great SmackDown this this Friday. I'm gonna say this Sunday. Sheesh. This Sunday. This Friday. This Friday. I want to see a good SmackDown. Well, remember they got two left, right? So we got this week, mm-hmm. and then we got, of course, the go go home show. Yeah. And the Hall of Fame is still with SmackDown, right? Yes. That's that's the thing. Okay. Do you is it going to be aired on TV right yes, afterwards? Do we know? Okay. Unfortunately, Batista is not going to be inducted. He's doing a movie Aww. out the country, which sucks. I'm like, oh, that's going to be perfect. We'll be able to go see it. But, yep, he uh, is not being inducted this year. Dang. Yep. Ishan, are you still uh, gravitating to thinking about having a, a daughter, or are you done with the WWE conversation? Oh, I'm done with it. But just Naomi, uh, I'm, I actually I, I kind of agree with uh, Rhodesia. You know, it might be time for her to have a little oose. See, y'all gotta stop this. <laughs> you know, Why if she wants it? If she wants it. If she wanted it, she would have had it already. She's been gone for a long That's not true. Day. No, no. But, but that's not no, true. That's, not, that's true. not true. We okay. know too many people, male and female, but mainly female, that they put their careers in front of having a family. And so when you and have that what, opening of I having a family. That's what she's been doing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know I, um Jimmy has some children or at least a child. I think he um, has, yeah. But maybe but she her. wants to have her own. Her own biological child, maybe. If not, which no, is, go be a model. Huh? Are y'all finished or y'all done? Both. B-O-F-U-M. Right. Um, AEW. Let's first shout them out. Pre-sale tickets went on sale yesterday for Forbidden Door, and it looked like they basically sold the whole damn arena out in nice. one hour. Nice. So nice. Very nice to see that. They have some strong 
sales on Double or Nothing. Also in Vegas, which went on sale last week, uh, they have second level, but they're basically all sold out on the floor and first level. Good stuff. And yeah, they basically sold out uh, wherever they are in Canada, Toronto, for uh, Forbidden Door. So congrats to them. Another, they've already crossed a million dollars during the pre-sale. That's big business. So love to see that. CM Punk. <laughs> After CM Punk, we'll talk about Vikingo, uh, which was super cool to see like people on Twitter who hadn't seen his work yet kind of just go crazy last night. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about uh, FTW and their contract situation, where we would like to see them at. Because allegedly, the contract is still up come April. So we'll see what that looks like. And then I got to bring up Goldberg, the possibility of Goldberg in AEW. Let's get to CM Punk. So earlier today, CM Punk puts on Instagram. And I know where it is. You hadn't seen this yet. E, I don't know if you've seen this or not. So there was some talk on Meltzer's show, I think today or yesterday around something. I don't know. Whatever. So he says a long post. He says, sigh. So like, <sighs> I wasn't clear <laughs> to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. So I'm guessing he means Moxley. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay, but I'd need to be cleared first. I'm assuming he's talking about his injury. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So to summarize, Lord, according to CM Punk, he was not cleared in that AEW match on Dynamite where Mox squashed him in three minutes. Allegedly, Mox said he wouldn't put Punk over, but then he put Punk over at the pay-per-view. Um, and he's never watched a Rocky movie. What is that about? Like, come on, Phil, you got to be better than that. How have you not watched a Rocky movie? I'll ask you guys. One, do you believe this? Um, and two, if everything he's saying is legit, he wasn't cleared. They had the match. He didn't get cleared for the pay-per-view until evidently after that match. And Moxley stated that, hey, I'm not putting you over. But he puts him over a week and a half later at the pay-per-view. This too much. It's very strange. It's very strange. T-E-W-M-U-C-H. Did too much. Um, the most important one, will, I'm going to leave for last. Um, the not wanting to lose, to go over. Again, I think that happens probably a lot, especially probably in the olden days, too, in wrestling. So I'm not going to get caught up too much into that. She said we the know, olden days. <laughs> the, get, getting uncleared. Um, we know that was a sensitive subject because that was kind of the demise of him in WWE. So, again, if that's how he feels, if that's legit, then so be it. But the most important thing is, how you not see Rocky? One, two, three, four, five. Hey, I give you the creeds. Maybe, well, maybe he's seen the creeds. 
Maybe I doubt it. Because then I would have counted Rocky and Creed one and two as part as Rocky. So yeah, how did you not see any of that? <laughs> like, come on. Like, so for me, that's my biggest takeaway out of all of that. Like, dude, go back and watch a Rocky movie. If you did, you probably actually wouldn't have got into that that confrontation issue with Mox. <laughs> you probably would have mm-hmm. let him get over without any issues if you actually watched one of the Rockies. <laughs> wow. Man, there's there's a there's a lot going on backstage at that company, um, and it's, it seems like he, CM Punk, was at the head of a lot of that. It's just it's a lot, because um, it definitely it was a toxic working environment. At least while he was there, um, I'm not sure what was the cause of it. If he was the cause of it, but certainly while he was there interacting with whoever he was interacting with, it seemed t- kind of toxic. And like you said, it doesn't make sense that Mox wouldn't put him over, but actually end up putting him over. But to Punk's um, take, like that match was kind of stupid. I, I, like that, when he got squashed, I'm not sure why they did it, what was supposed to be done, if there was a compromise in place, but the mm-hmm. whole thing seemed kind of wonky. Um, it feels like one of those things that I talk about, they do a lot of things just for that show just for the moment like they're looking for just for like a pop or something just to come out of the show that people can talk about and i think maybe not but maybe not just to be fair because he did say at the end of his rant plans change so that tells me then that wasn't the original plan i mean there's there's just a lot that we don't know in there and of course I'll, i'll let you finish but for him to say that mox won't said he wouldn't put me over i asked con is he is he good with this he said yes they do the match. He wasn't a fan of that match. They still have the match at the pay-per-view. And he gets the belt. Why are you bringing this up now? That's that's kind of what well, I was well, thinking. Meltzer, Meltzer brought it up. Okay, so do you know exactly what Meltzer said? Uh, yeah, I had the context. Uh, I thought you had it. Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll pull it up. Okay. Um, but as I, what I was saying, so like whatever the plan that Mox had around the Rocky... I I don't really know how the two related. Do you get the Rocky like storyline? Yeah, Did it yeah, make sense? Yeah, what basically, happened? it's you you lose and then you come back to win. It's kind of one of those fight from underneath type stories. You get is this get Antonio Tarver one or no? No, that's, oh, that's Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Yep, it's Rocky Balboa. So that's yes. another Rocky movie that I forgot. So come on, CM Punk. Sorry, go ahead. I guess he's still pulling up. Um, yeah, so Dave said, do you know why? Well, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm actually reading a paragraph here. It says, originally posted by Dave. Do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxie longer and why it had a short bill? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it if they didn't know. I'm not sure this is how he spoke, but this is how it's written. Um, <laughs> and that's why I didn't know what, cause like I saw then, that, I was like, I'm not reading that. Like, I don't, then, then, then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it. It then didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him and you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't agree. He really did what he was asked in that scenario. And then that's when CM Punk replied. Hell. So, so I then, thought HR was a thing. He went and got a legal letter out. <laughs> okay, so so I guess to summarize that, he's saying that Punk wasn't cleared. 
and was thinking about not showing up to the venue, but then he decided to do business while not being clear. Yeah, strange. Hmm. But it's also strange that hmm. if he wasn't clear, you know, given his history, that they would ask him to, you know, be in that match in the first place. Oh, you know what? Maybe, and this isn't good, because you still shouldn't ask somebody to work if they're not cleared. Yep. But he did get squashed. He only threw one move, and that was it. Maybe they did that to get the belt off of Punk, and if he was not cleared over the next few days, they could go in a different direction for the pay-per-view. I can that see why would that they would ask for him to do that. That would make sense. Yeah, but I I don't know. Like the the, I didn't think that that storyline or whatever they're trying to tell, I don't think it hit the way it was supposed to hit. Um, I think Punk might have been correct in doing it. I think it was a bad idea. I, here's the thing about that show. We've been talking about WWE's creative, like on on WrestleMania. I mean, uh, for on Raw, like they need some help. Like a lot of this, these these storylines that these wrestlers create, like they're just as bad as us sometimes. <laughs> like with this stuff, they need somebody to help kind of flesh this stuff out and make it palatable. On our TVs, like if this is the ideas they get and putting on TV, man, like you know, I got an injured dude. Let's put him in the ring. Three minute squash match. Then I'm gonna lose, or maybe he wasn't supposed to lose on on Saturday. Maybe it's supposed to be a squash match and he's gonna lose again at a pay per view. Who knows? But it seemed well, well, kind of. That's wonky. what I'm saying. Remember, it was a week and a half, so they had the dynamite on that Wednesday. They had another dynamite, which was that next Wednesday, was where he cut that big promo about I need the entire Chicago with me. We're going to take them on because remember we hadn't had we didn't have the main event four days before that show. So now they're kind of talking through this a little bit. I still don't think somebody should be in the ring if they're not clear. But that would make sense to me why they went with that storyline. The thing that's a little finicky though to me is, oh maybe okay all right I'm starting to get it now. If Mox is saying you're not going to squash me, I'm clear. I'm good. You're the one that's not cleared to work. That's why we're doing this match on Dynamite to to get the belt off of you. I guess why would Mox then lose to Punk? I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So that could be where, where Mox's thing of like, I'm not losing to you on Dynamite comes from. Alright, I lose to you and then you're still not clear. What, what does that do for the story? Now it also makes sense because we heard back then that was Mox's idea. I think we did. Yeah, so it makes sense now. Way. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense now. So, so I think I win this bet. So remember about a few months ago, the question came up, are we going to see to go Punk there. back in AEW? Yes. And both of y'all was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be in AEW. And guess what? He ain't. Especially after he called out Jericho like that too. He said he's a stooge. And, and he sent out any legal letters. I didn't know we did that kind of stuff. I thought the moment well, that, legal that was letter like was. <laughs> so you <laughs> may be right on that. Time would tell, but you were absolutely wrong on Sasha Banks being number 30 at the Rumble. And we now know, without a shadow of a doubt, you and your friend Ishan over there was 1,000% wrong about Bray Wyatt having the better comeback than my girl. <laughs> we not doing it. Saraya. can't oh come on. God. No, no, no. You there used it to. Is. There do, it do, is. Do you guys see. There it is. You, for instance, you see how stubborn Matt is? Because he, he's, <laughs> now he's changing the narrative. He's changing the story. <laughs> like, so. like, and, and he's still wrong. <laughs> because his, and Bray, because Bray, Bray is hurt, be, right? 
Bray's hurt and he can be rehabilitated. Just saying he's hurt. Right? Yeah. Like I think it's something no. more to it because people are being real, real quiet on it. So hopefully, of course, hopefully everything's good with him. So if it's not right. thoughts and prayers, but I don't hope think it's injury. I hope they got insurance I, on his contract. I think it's something else. Yeah. I think it's something else for sure. Um, Let's go to Vikingo. So breaking news just 30 minutes ago on Twitter, Tony Khan tweeted out, uh, Vikingo is coming back to AEW next Friday, live on pay-per-view for Ring of Honor, where he is fighting Commander. It's a big deal. For we the like AAA Commander. Mega Championship. Yeah. yeah AAA Commander's Mega Championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's a big deal. Very, very wow. big deal. I am sure that they have just secured some more buys for Ring of Honor next Friday. Um, a lot of people have not seen Vikingo before last night. It's always cool. Like, I kind of, like, compare it to musicians. Or even, like, back in the day, old school NXT, right? Where you were able to see that person before they became a star. And you can say, like, hey, I was on that person since day one. You know, I'm like that, like, with Lil Wayne. You know, people think, like, Lil Wayne started at the Carter 3. It's like, no, you don't remember Block is Hot, Lil Wayne. In 1999, with cash money, like I was there for Little Wayne back then, or whoever, you know, Usher, you know, uh, my Lord way. Day. Like, no, he didn't start with Confessions. Like, he had multiple albums before that, and kind of the same thing with the Kingo. So to be able to see him uh, in front of a large, in front of, a, excuse me, say it again. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> ma'am. Uh, what we talking about, Rodeje? Okay. Yeah, go ahead though. Okay. I just want to let people know right. that. Got you. Uh, so it was cool to see him, you know, get a lot of attention, positive attention last night against Kenny Omega. Kenny's a, a dog. Like, he is so good at what he does. But I thought the match was great. thought it was a, a real highlight for both of them to be in there. Uh, I think, E, that was the first time you've seen Vikingo, at least for sure, probably the first time you've seen a, one of his matches in totality. What was your thoughts on him? Yeah, that was the first time I've I've heard of him. This more recently, I know you mentioned him uh, at the Warrior show you went to, mm-hmm. but I had never seen his work. Yeah, and he was really not really good. Um, a lot of bounce to his step, man. Like those, uh, it kind of makes me want to watch more uh, Lucha. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Ray, mm-hmm. um, Commander, like these the, these springboards and the way these guys walk the ropes. I would love to see a full match of that. I know it's a totally different um, style of wrestling and kind of isn't my cup of tea typically, but I would love to see more of that style. I thought he was pretty good. Rhodesia, this is your style. You are all about high spots. Oh, yes. And move flips the move. and yes, defying moves. Of course, you've seen it before, but but what'd you think? Oh, I, I absolutely loved it. I, and again, to your exact point, it, you kind of feel like huh, I knew about them before other people knew about them. But in reality, people knew about Vikingo, Vikingo before I knew about them. But it, it does feel a little bit good inside. Like, yep, I know I know how he wrestles. I've seen him wrestle before. Uh, but amazing. And then to know that they're on the stage and this is the first time that they met them being Kenny and Vikingo and that they put on. You know, when you have a wrestling match with somebody and you're in that main event spot and you have to, like, bring the show home, there is some pressure that's there and just some of the moves that he did last night or on um, dynamite is just like, how, how did you even first start to think about doing that move? Like the, like her Karana's when he flips midair and catches him on the way down, like those kind of things. And then for Kenny to be able to take it. And again, we can't, you know, and you mentioned it already with Kenny, 
he is amazing. His facials, how his psychology in the ring, and this guy can go in those V triggers that he gave two men. That was super, super sick. Um, and then the big picture of it all, just like how AEW started and how AEW ended, we see some mastermind working happening with Mr. Don Callis. Mm-hmm. Do we not? Do we not see what he's trying to do here? He's trying to divide and conquer and keep Kenny off I didn't like himself. that shit. I don't like that that's shit. the I point. That that's the p- corny. But that's the no, no, point. I thought it was corny. I thought it was that corny. That is the absolute point. That's the absolute point. He took out Nick and Matt at the beginning of the show. And then what did he do? He, he's making it look like Hangman did that to him. Yeah, no, I, that, I, I took, love it. He took a, he that took shit a perfect flat back hey, for no reason. Hold up. <laughs> he did. No hey, that shit, hey, that would have been, that <laughs> angle was a perfectly old school angle that would have worked like 20 years ago. I love so you it. Mean te- you mean tell me that Kenny between Wednesday and right now, he ain't go back and see that? Maybe. Like, we we going we to pretend moment, like... We gonna Maybe pretend like, and you so need to he, tune in the rampage to see if he. There did. we go. There we but go. Then here's the thing. So we gonna escalate the whole thing that quickly? That, that, that was just that was corny. I loved man. it. I absolutely uh, loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Because Don is a, he's the most evilest snake that there is, but he loves his Kenny. He'll do no, anything and, for Kenny. And and it's it, it was it was really cool too because on being the elite on Monday. If you guys didn't see it, just real quick. So we know, of course, this whole thing is just to get Hangman back with the Elite. So one of the, I think it was Matt, started a text thread back with the Elite, including Hangman. Uh-oh. I was like, hey, just want to get the band back together. Hangman responds. As soon as he responds, Kenny leaves the message. And you see it. Like, Kenny, I forgot what it says on the iPhones. Like Kenny, you know, whoever leaves. So that's where, that's, you know, that's where it's building to. We know it's kind of building to... Hangman and Omega, and I do want to shout AEW out for completely rehabbing Hangman from where he was before. He's back. So, yes, he you is. Know, we, we give him a lot of shit for what they did to Warlow, and I'm still worried about my boy Warlow and some That's other things, but when they do something right, of course, we got to shout him out. So I am happy for that. So we'll see how that plays out, but Don Callis definitely is trying to get Kenny back on the dark side and get him Man, far, was, far away from the That Bucks. was corny. I loved it. Loved you should have fast forward through, like you fast forward through all the corny stuff on Raw. Then you wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know what? If now me can tell me, like, cause that kind of ruined, like that me. segment for me. Yeah, <laughs> if now me can tell me, I, I kind of ruined because I was like, that was a really good match. I like, I like the attempt. I like the attempt, but the execution, like, man, you can't, t- Don. You supposed to be the smartest dude in the company. You don't. What you gonna do? You gonna take all the Kenny's TVs? You gonna get rid of social media? Like, what? How is he not gonna see exactly what you did in that moment? Like twenty years ago, that would have worked because we didn't know what these guys were doing. Like, we didn't know they watched the TV. We didn't know they, they didn't have social media back in the day. It all made sense. But like, come on now, in twenty twenty three? Nah, man. Nah. He's Nick Picky Jones right here. I love. No, him. that's not Nick Picky. Like, yeah, I, I can't. Believe, I, 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 I can't. Believe, so we, hard. We can say that about I'm every. So we can say that about every storyline in the you, history of wrestling. See, you, you besides, finicky besides ass. Kevin no, no, no. Owens. I'm going to small. You, Owens. you finicky Kevin ass fans. Owens is the only person Matt wanna that Matt wanna sure crap on Cody. Everything. No other wrestler. No, 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 no. other wrestler no, talks no, no, about no. Let's, anything that we see on TV except for Kevin Owens. No, no, no. We y'all finicky fans want to talk about Cody and all those stuff, but we see an obvious corny storyline. We can't say that was corny. I didn't like the matches. It was great. It was yeah, a masterpiece. Oh. That was five seconds of a, a piece. So, That's no, a it wasn't corny at all. That's a masterpiece. Master- Barbecue masterpiece. masterpiece. Yep, oh, yep. Uh, FTR, FTW, FTR. Contracts. Allegedly, if you want to believe them, 
their contracts are up in April. Wait, why'd you say if you want to believe them? Because I, you may think they've already resigned with AEW. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. The storyline, but contracts are up in April. We saw the stipulation last night against uh, the Gun Club that if they lose, they're leaving AEW. Where do you guys think they'll end up, and where do you guys want to see them end up? Those, Those could be two totally different answers. I'm going to just be short with this. I want to see them in AEW, and I think they're going to end up in AEW. I don't think that FTR will be truly appreciated um, if they went back to WWE. Now, I know that they've built so much equity in their brand and their tag team, so going to WWE, they can leverage that. But mm-hmm. I, the fans themselves, I, I don't think they're going to appreciate them the way that AEW fans would. So I want to see them in AEW, and I want them to go to AEW. Like you said, if maybe if they haven't resigned already. Okay. Do, do you think they resigned already? Um, considering I didn't even know their contract was up, um, I'm going to say yes, because I think Tony's probably has learned in the past about having somebody maybe pass their contract. I didn't know what Cody was on for what, a, a whole month without a contract or something like yeah. that. So I'm going to say that they're probably already resigned, but it's interesting with the whole punk thing coming out. Cause I think they're like BFFs or at least in the wrestling world, they're BFFs. So that kind of leads me to think like, okay, well they will leave AW, but at the end of the day, I think money talks. So no, stay there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys followed uh, Dax's podcast. You guys listen to it at all? No. no. Uh, I'm a big Dax fan. Um, I like him. He's he's seemed like a very earnest and honest guy. Um, he, you guys should probably go out of your way. Maybe I'll send you guys some clips of his podcast. Cause he's he lets a lot of information about backstage stuff about how he feels about his AEW experience, his WWE experience, his uh, NXT experience. For instance, uh, he talks about the Pinnacle and how he feels like the company dropped the ball on the Pinnacle. Um, he kind of talks about how he and um, MJF kind of fell out a little bit because of it. Um, but he, he, he just, he's a, you, you can tell he's a very emotional man. He's talked about it. Um, and he seems like a very earnest and honest person and online he's telling us like, Hey, you know, I don't want you guys to, you know, be disappointed about what decision we make if we go or if we stay. Right. He feels like either way, people aren't going to be happy. And if he's already signed, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he's doing the carny thing of like, Hey, I'm trying to work the people again, like into thinking that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaving when I'm staying. Right. Like, so I kind of, I like to say that maybe he hasn't made the decision yet, but at the same time, I'm a business person. I don't know if I'm Tony Khan, if I'll put FTR on my TV, um, if they're not back or maybe he wants to put them on you know, put them on the TV so they can, Give the rub to the guns. Yep, there you go. You know, and get them out of there, right? So I like to think, I like to believe in Dax that, hey, Dax, he's, he's not working, right? He's not working. He's he's honest. Um, and maybe he's on his way out. And to be honest with you, I like for him to leave. I like for the CFCR, go back to WWE, kind of revitalize and re, and as they are, the revival, revitalize that tag team division. Because the, look, the Usos, is at the head of this thing, and then like it's a drop off after that. Like they're holding down, they're the pinnacle, no pun intended, of tag team wrestling in WWE. 
it'd be nice if they had somebody to kind of feud with, and then maybe they can build up that tag team division. Triple H seems like he's been very into tag team wrestling. He's been a fan of uh, FTR or the revival, as they say. Uh, I like to see him go there. Um, you know, I feel like FTR has been kind of spinning the wheels in AEW for a while. I don't, I don't know why. Definitely, I feel like right now they have a stronger division. But you wouldn't, if you watch the shows, I don't feel like they really showcased the tag team division as they should recently outside of the acclaim. And I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit with the acclaim. Like, the, we can talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. I think the Guns are the worst tag team champions in recent memory right now. Uh, I think they haven't done anything to build them up as credible champions. Uh, I don't care if they win or lose, to be honest with you. Um, I feel it's a waste because I feel there's a lot of potential with that package. But they haven't really did it for me. So that's my answer. Which is what? I said I want, I want to see him go. Okay, so you want to see him go. Do you think they're going? As I said, like, hey, uh, if I think that I think that Dax has it. I, I think if he had signed, I think he would he would be tipping it. I don't think he would tip his hat so heavy. Like, oh, if I'm, people are going to. Because if he stays AEW, I don't think anybody's going to care one way or another if he stays. But I feel like it would be a bigger uproar if, he, if they leave. Right? It would be kind of like a similar like a Cody situation if he were to leave. So I, I think maybe he might be on his way out. I'd see him on his way out. It's okay. So I know you want to see him on his way out. But do you think they are leaving? Yes or no? Damn, yeah. <laughs> okay. I I don't think they're leaving um, because AEW title is the only title they haven't won. Right? Haven't they won all the other belts but the AEW belts? Oh, they had, they had the AEW title. Oh, that's, no, they did. They did. They did. I'm thinking when they had all three, they didn't have the AEW belts. Right. Um, you know, on one hand, you can say, hey, they're back just to put the gun club over. But I think the gun club has the belts, so FTR beats them. I, I don't. I don't think. I think that's why they actually beat the acclaim. I don't think you do acclaim versus FTR. That's the whole point of this whole situation is for them to win their belts back. So I think that they will be back. Do I want them in WWE? I go back to what I said earlier. I don't want to do the whole. Well, if Vince comes back, if Triple H is involved, if Triple H was one hundred percent in the top in creative, and there was no Vince McMahon ever, then yes, I would like to see them in WWE. But we know that's not the case. We just don't know how much Vince has input on creative. But I think we know he has some sort of input. And I would be scared to see the revival back up under um, Vince again. So that's my answer. An answer that I would love to get your guys' thoughts on. Goldberg in all elite wrestling. It was announced this week that his contract was up in January with WWE. They could not come to a new agreement. So he is a free agent. He's been a free agent for a couple months. I put it up. I put a poll up on Twitter and just said pretty simple Goldberg and AEW. Even if it's just for one match, thumbs up or thumbs down. It started out 100% thumbs up. It was two votes, right? It quickly moved to. 50-50, and it finished at 77% no, 23% yes. The comments were pretty funny on that poll. Shout out to everybody that voted and then left comments on that poll. I'll ask you guys. It could be in any way. It could be, we, we, we heard Goldberg said he wanted a retirement match. It could be a short-term deal. It could be a long-term deal. Just yes or no, and of course, give your reasons why. Would you want to see Goldberg in AEW? No. 
and he can have his retirement match in Saudi Arabia under WWE. And I actually read your Twitter question wrong. Once I saw, do I want to see a um, Goldberg in AW? The first thing I said was no. I didn't even realize that you had asked more if it was for just one, even for just mm-hmm. one match. I probably still would have said, well, I didn't say no. What I said was you should have had a third option of a, I don't care. I think that probably would have been more, more appropriate for me. I don't really care. I mean, I thought he retired already. I thought he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I thought that we were already done with Goldberg. I don't know why I feel like I'm a Goldberg hater for some reason. He must have did something to me in the past that I don't like him. But I'm just, I'm over Goldberg. I don't know why, but I'm over him. So, no, and I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to see him. And why? Because I don't like him no more. Why don't you like him? Because it might be the same reason why I don't like him. Why don't I like Goldberg? Do, Do we think one of you know? No, so for me, man, like, look, the Goldberg is down near 60. Um, he can't have good matches, right? And all, you, all you're going to see is him, him hit a good spear, maybe, and him 50% of the time hit a, a decent jackknife. That's it. Like, I don't want to see that in AEW. Like, like they, I don't see that in AEW. Who's going to, like, I don't, I don't know who they're going to feed him that are going to make him look strong because... The only way to feature Goldberg is have him run through everybody. Right. That's 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 it. I don't want to see Goldberg in them 30-minute AEW Broadway matches. Like, it's not going to be good for anybody. Like, let that man sit off to the... To, to, I don't really want to see AEW sign anybody else. I want them to focus on the talent they have. Okay. So you say no. Rodiza says no. And when I don't I care. Made, no, I, I don't when, care. When I first made... Well, if you don't care, then you're indifferent. So it means you may be. You be maybe. Uh, when I first made that poll, it was 100% absolutely not. I was, I was, it would be a thumbs down. Then I started thinking more, and I didn't vote on the poll. Then I'm watching Dynamite last night, and I'm watching Sting. Not fair, not fair, not fair, because I actually has a re- I have a retort to is, that. Go ahead. Who continue. is 64 years old. And on my poll, I said, even if it's just for one match, give me Goldberg back on TNT. For one match. I don't care who it's against. I don't, none of that. I would have faith in AEW that they would do the legends right. They've done every other legend right. Arn Anderson, when he was on TV, was presented fantastic. Sting is doing the damn thing every time we see him. I would assume, even if it's a two-minute match, they would highlight what we would want to see one last time for Goldberg. And I think business sense, it probably makes sense. If you can promote a match for Goldberg either on TV or pay-per-view as his final retirement match. I think that absolutely gets eyeballs on that product. I think 100% it does. So no, I would never want to see him on a long-term deal. I would never want to see him wrestling 10 minute, 15 minute matches, but get in, get out, have this whole thing of, Hey, he's back on TNT for the first time since Nitro and all that kind of stuff. I think that would be okay. Well, I'm glad and you I'll, landed I'll, on okay. And be, yep, and I'll be where I, I will leave it at. And I do want to mention Sting. He is an exception to the rule. He impresses me, and I use the word impress every time I see him in a match. Like, mm-hmm. wow, wow. So he is an, a complete exception to the rule, and don't compare mm-hmm. Goldberg to Sting. Hey, shout out, shout out the singer Sting. I, I, I Googled Sting age. Sting, the singer, 71 years old. Woo! Shout out to Libras too. He's born October second, nineteen fifty one, and I gang, had to put wrestler. Him. And Sting is sixty four. Wow, sixty four. Mm hmm. Still rocking it. 
And I, again, right. to your point there, Sting is like when we see him in WWE currently, is usually mm-hmm. in Saudi. And so, you know, he's bringing in a lot of money. So for sure, for AEW business sense, that would probably bring in a ton of cash for them. I just don't really, I don't really care for it. So I'm still going to say thumbs down up between thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, But because that ship has sailed for me with Goldberg. And I still don't know why I don't like him. I think it was, it had something to do maybe with him and Seth. Did he say that maybe Seth was dangerous? Those were horrible. Like, (laughs) but it was something else that I don't like, that I don't like him for. he, He would come back out of nowhere and somehow get a title shot. Maybe that's what Saudi. it felt like. Yeah, and we knew what it was. Yeah, that's why. It was a money grab, maybe, I think. so. And I could appreciate he wanted to have one more run for his kid. That it, that's, that's sweet. But then he came back again and again. Like, your kid saw you already on the first. Let me his stop. Kid's no longer, keep going, his keep kid's going. no longer small either. Google some photos of his kid. I, I bet like, he's oh, huge, like, older-wise. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he's an athlete. That's I wonder if he's going to get into business. I wonder if he's going to get in the wrestler. Yeah, I know I know he's playing some type of sport. I'm not, I'm not cool. sure exactly what it is, though. He'll be good. But, um, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So you just said he'll be good. I guess let's talk about it, what the opposite of good was. AEW ran their house show last weekend, which shout out to them again. I think they, they almost had about 4,000 people down at the house show. I think it was like 36, 3,700 people. It looked fantastic. It looked super cool and fun. So I, I know I got to get out to one of the shows. Hopefully they bring one. In our area, you know, I think we, we talked about it a few weeks ago, just about how much fun live events are compared to, you know, TV. But uh, there was some footage on social media from a match with Britt Baker and Anna Jay, and it did not paint those ladies in a great light. The video, I think, is pulled down now, but it was up over the weekend. If you guys did not see it, it was it was pretty rough. It was uh, a lot of one-two step. One, two step, slow moves, missing moves. Now it was somebody cut it. So it wasn't the entire match. So who knows if they just took all the good parts out. But I do know if that match was the way it was presented from what we saw online, it would probably be the worst match I would have ever seen live. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you know the inner workings of wrestling. We know that Live events, house shows, whatever you want to call it, are the big priority is to get the talent work, get them working with their opponents. A lot of times it is setting up future pay-per-view matches. So they'll go on the road and try things out. Hey, what gets a reaction? What works? What doesn't work? They'll tweak things and then we see the finished product on television. My question, though, is... So we knew that's why I was, we were excited for the house shows months ago. When I talked about them doing house shows, I said, this is going to help the talent tremendously and they're going to get better. But to put that match in front of the paying customers, some people could say that it's, you can't do that. Some people would say, Hey, it's par for the course. It is what it is. What side of the coin do you guys lean on? Radish, I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but imagine the worst match you, you could see. And you're paying to see it. Miss spots, slow spots, you know, it looks like they're moving 30% speed and not 100% speed. Is that okay? Because it's a house show, quote unquote, live show. Or do you say, that's not okay. And they got to work on that before they even get to the live event. It's hard to answer that fully without actually seeing it, but it's par for the course. That is the exact reason why we have house shows. I'm surprised that Dr. Brubaker 
was in a match that was like that. Um, I don't know if they have they ever really wrestled each other before now. That could also have a lot to do with it. But par for the course, that is what a house show is for. It sucks for the people that was there. And then hopefully just being there in the and getting the energy of that live event that maybe they didn't feel that bad about it. Um, and maybe they was like, okay, that match kind of sucked, but not kind of like us who haven't felt that energy being there. But par for the course. Man, you, you guys remember that uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, Shotzi match from SmackDown? Just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Couple weeks ago. yeah. Right? You see how like that match was like stuck in like first gear <laughs> for like minutes, right? And mm-hmm. it seemed like Charlotte was trying to slow way down for Shotzi. Like it's just the Hurricanes was. It looked like like the rolls, like these safe rolls she was making. It, just, it didn't look competitive. Like the match was in slow motion. Um, this might be a victim of nowadays when like a lot of wrestlers they call everything backstage and they're trying to remember all of their spots, right? Because you gotta think about it, like. I don't think that these girls went in front of that crowd to say, hey, this is our, our training match. I think they went out there to bust their asses and put on the show. Now, when you got Anna Jay, who is, I think she's probably as old in the business as AEW has been around. I think she just started maybe a few months before AEW started or maybe a few months after AEW started. So she doesn't have a lot of ring time, right? She's been injured. Uh, I think she's been out for uh, over a month, right? So this might have been one of her first match or two back right now training and actually being in the ring is a different animal right and here's the here's the honest truth about Britt like I think Britt I'm not gonna say wrestling is her weakest thing but it's not what I love her for I love her for her personality I love her promo her charisma I love her as a character um her wrestling is fine right so you got Britt you know in a ring with somebody who's still brand spanking new in the business who's been injured who's just coming back that stuff's going to happen. So I don't think that they're going in front of this, this crowd at a training match. I think they just had a bad night. I feel like it was off. I feel like that 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 uh, video was clipped. Um, or it could have been the whole match. I mean, it could have been. But at no, the end of the day, no, I don't yeah, think that it was, was clipped. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that they went into that to have it. I don't think any of these guys are going out there saying, hey, you know what? Let's just go out here and train. I think they're going out there to bust their ass and give it the best show that they can give. And that type of stuff happens when you got new wrestlers out there. I feel like you know, look, that's what we do on Twitter. That's what we do, you know, with the rest of the community. We see something, we blow it to be more than what it is. I feel like it's an off night for those get, those ladies. Um, I think the next matches they have will be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate I hate it. When I saw it, I hated it. Like, I hate it. And then, of course, it was a... only reason why I'm bringing it up is because that is pretty newsworthy, right, to what we're talking about with the development of talent and house shows and such. But the account was an account that you know, make, makes fun of, you know, messed up moves and botches. Oh, I hate people it. like yeah. that. So that's where it came from. Um, yeah, that's negative. Yeah, they, they were, they were attacked. They were attacking them. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that, I think that speaks more to, so to answer my own question, I think it's okay. As long as it doesn't happen again. I think maybe a bigger question should be, or maybe the bigger issue is, how trained are we before we get to TV? Anna Jay's been on TV for like three years. If she was someone who just showed up on TV a couple months ago and that happened, okay. But when that happens and you've been on TV for years, why are you on TV already? If there was one thing that I could change about AEW, even above some of the head-scratching booking decisions, it would be do not show up 
on television until you are ready to go. I know they don't have a training facility. I get that. They don't have a PC. They don't even have something like, you know, NXT. But when we see people like Anna Jay, which I love me some Anna Jay, but we see her, like I said, three years ago, and we see her, she wrestled a match with Jade a few months ago, and I was like, ooh, this is, she, somebody's regressing. This isn't as good as their first couple matches that they had. I, I just think there needs to be, once we see you on TV. You talking hey, about that pay-per-view match, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, once we see you on TV, hey, it's time, it's time to go now. It's, it's time to move on. You know, get get out there and, and do what you got to do. And a lot of times in, in AEW, we see somebody on television and it's like, ah, are they ready for TV? I'm not sure. And they'll be gone for months because maybe they're on darker elevation for a long time. And then we see them again. And it's kind of like, okay, they've gotten a little bit better since last time we saw them. And then they haven't kind of because you see them again. So that that when I saw that, it to me, it was more of, hey, that's the point of live events. That's why we should do it. But more importantly, hey, let's not put these folks on TV until they're ready. And they're not, they don't have to be five-star generals, but no point of using them on TV if they're not ready, and then you have to work backwards to get them back to where they need to be in the first place. And I'm not saying that's what Anna Jay's thing is, but we see it kind of often in AEW. So that, that was my thoughts when I saw it. Um, but you think about else? it, same with that, uh, Anna, like, you know, what mm-hmm. Jay had 50... Was she on 55 and 0? 56 and 0? 54, maybe. I thought 54, she was 54. Somewhere around there. 54. And those are legit the the matches that she's had like on TV or in AW, life. period, right? In life. <laughs> in, life. in life, yeah. So, like Anna, Anna probably has as many or maybe fewer matches on her, on, on her belt, right? Because I don't think she's been on Dynamite Wrestling as much as Jade. I think she's been on Dark a lot uh, over the past couple of years. She doesn't have a lot of matches. That'd be interesting to look up. I don't feel like doing yeah, it right now. I, I can pull it you, up but, now. Yep, yeah, I, I don't think she has a lot of matches under her belt. And, and to your point, you know, but that's the thing. In, in wrestling, a lot of times you put people out there before they're necessarily ready to go. According to this, she's worked 68 matches, 50 wins, 18 losses. That sounds Probably right. on Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah, singles, was, 17 tags, 8 trios. Yeah, she was, on, she was on Dark a lot. She was on Dark a lot, okay. but like, those matches are, especially the dark two, matches. Two and a half minutes, squashes, yep. get in, get out. Yep. Get in, get out. And then, to be honest with you, like, I love Anna J too. I'm not going to, like, um, but she has, like, some signature spots, right? And I think I don't think her signature spots half the time look as, as sharp as they need to be. Um, you know, but, hey, one day she might be one of them girls that just just gets it, right? And She, just she has the look. Ring. For sure oh, definitely. Has the and the personality. Yeah, and the personality. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she absolutely has the look for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm done with uh AEW. I'm done with the show in general. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about before we get to the TFW moment of the week? Let me talk to you guys about ROH real quick. Uh oh. Still watching this thing. Uh oh. And I think I was like, <laughs> you know, it's funny you it's funny you bring this up, E. I'm a look, we'll do it probably the week after Mania. If you guys remember the last episode of the year, 2022. One of my rapid fire questions was, which promotion are you going to be most excited to watch and most entertained by? I don't remember our answers, but I thought that would be fun. Hey, almost a quarter of the year has been put through already. What was those answers? I want to say E, yours was ROH. I want to say you that was what you said. So I just wanted to kind of set you up to talk about ROH real quick. Go ahead, my good man. Yeah, I, I say all kinds of stuff that I don't be, I don't be really meaning. But, um, Lord have mercy. Yeah, we but... <laughs> man like i said i was gonna give this show a a, a shot this week three, I, right 
It's week three, man. But okay. like, here's the thing about the show. I feel like, man, like, what's Tony doing? I just feel like that man needs some help, man. I, I know he probably has QT and he has Sanjay, I heard, and somebody else he kind of uses. But I feel like he needs some help in that creative department. I feel like that man is, is spreading himself too thin. Because I, I don't understand the business model and what ROH is trying to go after. To me, honestly, ROH is like AEW, like darker, darkest. That's what it is to me. Because... Like we, it's 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 a it's the same challenge you see on AEW, Dark or Dynamite or whatever. You see them on ROH, right? You see a couple ROH guys exclusively, like um, um, Shane just popped up, but we saw we saw him on Dark, we saw him on AEW before. Okay. Um, my man uh, Silas, uh, getting his name, um, the real man. Well, another ROH guy just popped up, so yeah. you might see some of those guys. About, yep. S- Silas Young. Mm-hmm. Silas yeah. Young, yeah, he just popped up. So you got a couple of those guys, Dalton Castle, but we've seen him on AEW. What I'm saying is that you've seen a lot of these guys on AEW programming, and you've seen them pretty consistently. They're world champions on Dynamite, Rampage, all the time. They're pure champions on there all the time. Like, why as a fan do I need to pay $10 a month? And again, it's only $10, but here's the thing. Like, for me, I have like a 1,000 subscriptions. Like, and I'm looking at cutting some of them because all of them are going up. Why do I want to spend $10 to see the same matches and same wrestlers that I can see for free on TBS and TNT or YouTube? Like, why okay, do I want to pay $10? So let me ask you a um, two-part question. And it's not trying to be funny, but it's three weeks in. My first, I guess, question to you would be, what did you expect? You saw the ROH roster. Before, like, I'm, I, I just pulled it up on Twitter real quick and seeing the matches that they are announcing for tonight. And um, a lot of the matches have AEW talent with ROH talent, though. But what would you expect three weeks in? Well, what I would, what I expected was a exclusive ROH show, not a okay. AEW dark show. What I'm saying is that I expected something. There's nothing different about ROH than I can catch on AEW. That's that's a disappointing thing. You know, like when Eddie Kingston is going on talking about, oh, I'm going to the ROH locker room because there's no mm-hmm. politics or whatever. Like, no, it's the same. It's the same locker room with the same creative with the same people booking it. Like, there's no different watching it. I was hoping that they that Tony Khan had a plan in place to make ROH a unique and different show. And I don't care if it's three weeks or two days in. I should be seeing the mission and the plan. In any business, that's what you'd be seeing. So I was hoping to see something different. That's what I was hoping to see, but I'm not seeing anything different. Mm. It's the same stuff I always see. But But, now I'm paying $10 to support it. But see, looking at these matches, and granted, I haven't seen a whole show. I've only seen clips on YouTube or, you know, on Twitter. And then I've seen, of course, I've seen every pay-per-view up to this point. But this is what I expected. Like, when we talked weeks ago about, hey, are are you going to get our OH? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to kind of wait a little bit. I knew what I was kind of getting. And I knew that just from even the ROH integration on AEW TV that I despised, that I thought took away so much from AEW. So I definitely understand what you're saying, E, but this is what I expected. I Even if, okay, so, so take away the AEW talent. All this is going to be is just even worse product. Because so, I'm going to assume the AEW talent that's on this show, AR Fox, Samoa Joe, Brian Cage, 
Top Flight, Sky Blue, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, I'm just once again I'm looking at the matches they have announced for this. I guess this week, Phoenix. I'm going to assume they are adding to the quality of the show, not degrading the quality of the show. So even if they would have went out and designed 40 just ROH exclusive wrestlers, would you have rather had that and then the the actual product in ring isn't good? Or if you had to take it as is right now, take it as is right now and then just say like, hey, if I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. Well, you know, before Tony bought ROH, they had a unique, different roster. Um, and they had good wrestling matches. Now, we weren't watching it, but they had a unique presentation that was exclusive to ROH. Okay. So that's what I was hoping for, right? With a different creative take. However, we're getting the same creative take, and we're just getting AEW wrestlers onto uh, – and not even the top ROH, I mean, uh, AEW talent, right? We're getting, a lot, we're getting some of the guys that you don't see every week, some of the guys we're seeing on Dark. Um, some people they're building up. Uh, they had a match on that on the first show. That one of their matches was uh, was Sky Blue and Madison Rain versus the Renegade Twins. Okay. The Renegade Twins are you know they're up and comers, right? But they they've lost I believe every single match they 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 were on Dark. I'm not sure if they've ever been on on Rampage or Dynamite. Um, you know uh, they're up and comers. I, I think they've been on both. Talk about the twins, right? Yeah, the twins, and they lose yep. every single match, right? And now we got you know against Sky Blue and Madison, who for the most part they don't have the great win and loss record, right? So there's that match. So there's a lot of those matches and on their first show, like to me, like like I don't know what the creative was in place for ROH um, to make a unique presentation. Maybe it wasn't to make a unique presentation, but if that wasn't the plan, then I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I'm disappointed. I was, I had hope. I wanted to support it to see it would be something that I, that I can really watch because I was I, I, like, look, I, I want to see more of Mark. But you know, Mark pops up on the AW shows, right? So if I guess I want to see Mark. I don't have to just watch, uh, pay ten dollars to see him every month. I can just, you know, he'll pop up on AEW every now and then. Hey, yeah, ROH is a very niche show. I think it's for that segment that are just diehards of the diehards, or segments of people who don't watch wwe say if wwe was trash right now you'd be like man roh isn't the best but it's wrestling i'll take it but seeing that wwe is doing some really good things you know with the bloodline and wrestlemania season things of that nature you're like man i don't, we don't really need this but this just like listening to you talk about roh this is kind of what i thought roh would be especially at, at the beginning i want roh to be the developmental brand of AEW, not completely you know they're still going to do their Quarterly pay-per-views, they still have a brand to uphold because Ring of Honor used to have some of the best matches that you could, you know, see bell to bell. So still keep some of that. But we talked about like Anna J last segment. Hey, maybe Anna J spends six months down in ROH. And she actually works with some of the more seasoned talent. And she gets time under, you know, her belt. Maybe that's what the I, that's, so I guess at I guess at the end of the day, what we'll see is what the buy rate looks like. Well, that, that's that's a better idea than being developmental. I'd rather be developmental than what it is right now, to be honest with you, because that'll make more sense. Because they put the, all the young people on there, mm-hmm. mix them in with the ROH guys, and then boom, there you go. Right? I would love to see Anna J just wrestle exclusively on ROH, so she can get better in the ring, so she can develop a personality, not personality more, I should say, than right. what they're doing. Because like they don't even do guys; they're not even putting storylines half the time on these on this two hour show. 
Like, I'm not really seeing a lot of storylines. It's just match, match, match. You see a couple backstage segments, match, 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 match. And there, there's a storyline here and there, but it's not a, a, a really a story. It's not even a lot of storylines you can sink your teeth into. It's just, honestly, it's like, it's, it's AEW Dark Part 2. Mm. That's, that's all it is right now. And so, last me. question on this then. How long are you keeping it for? You give oh, them another month? month? I was just no. going to ask that. That's last month. This is it? Yeah. That's it. Sheesh. All right, then. Anything else you guys got? Nope. Bro, do you want to keep it rolling if you're going to go pee? Yep. yep. Oh, oh. so we started. It's funny. We started this entire episode talking about Eshines and our my bladder. Rhodesia has sent 32 messages in the chat talking about wrap it up. I got to pee. Mm-hmm. Rhodesia, go ahead and sing your song so we can wrap it up. I have not, I have never sung this song like with so much passion as I'm about to sing it right now. It's a TFW moment of the week. P. <laughs> if you guys do not know what the TFW moment of the week is, it is a moment we want to highlight. And what I'm going to try to start doing going forward is highlighting something that is obscure that we hadn't talked about. Last few episodes, I'm like, you know, what we talked about earlier is my TFW moment of the week. So I'm going to try to make sure that whatever I pick, we haven't really talked about it yet. Uh, but it's a moment we just want to highlight. It could be anything wrestling related. If it's wrestling related, we can pick it. My TFW moment of the week for this week is that incredible, fantastic, beautiful looking SummerSlam logo that the WWE showed this week. If you guys do not know, the three of us are from Detroit, born and raised. We are no longer in Detroit now. But um, if you are from the D, you know that you just take pride in anything that's Detroit related, right? You would see us out with our D hats. You would see us out with our Detroit versus everybody shirts. You would hear us talking about what up, though. We just have what a up, thing though? about Detroit. If you are from Detroit, you feel it. And seeing that logo, if you guys don't know, the logo is out and it is a mash of the Detroit Lions colors, the old Detroit Pistons flare. It even says in it, SummerSlam, it has Detroit right there. It looks and feels like Detroit. So I wanted to shout that out. I had all, I got all warm and fuzzy inside. I probably got a little weepy if I really started thinking about it, but I didn't get weepy, but I did want to shout that out as my TFW moment of the week. Rhodesia, what is yours? So I'm going to stick with AEW, and this is going to be the in-ring debut an attempted retirement of Stokely Hathaway. So homeboy comes down or comes out with all his goons. Um, of course, they were banned from ringside, but he came out Looking with them like and had all a that skinny more support. Farouk. Didn't he, didn't he look like a skinny Farouk? <laughs> I didn't even think about Farouk, but you are absolutely right. He comes out, uh, had all his moral support up there at the top of the rim for him. All of that. He gets in the ring. Homeboy tries to retire <laughs> before he even starts. <laughs> And of course, Hook wasn't having any any of that. He was like, nope, he tore that butt up. And just for the, the simple reason why he tried to quit before he even started, somehow I, it kind of relates to me sometimes, the things that I do. <laughs> I had to make that my TFW moment of the week. The attempted retirement on his in-ring debut, Stokely Hathaway. Very nice. Hey, let, let's stay with Farouk. Damn. Because that was my <laughs> moment of the week. <laughs> See, Rhodesia usually hits the group and lets everybody know what it was. And she ain't do it this week. So she took my thunder, all of it. But hey, let's just go back to the... And she didn't even know that he had a Farouk outfit on. Like, yeah, how do you sure. not know that? 
Yeah. So he didn't have a hat on. That's why. Or I don't think he had on a hat. He no, he didn't have on a hat. I don't think. I don't remember. No, he had a hat on. But hey, hey let's talk about it. that music. He came out with some hard music. Oh, and he said and a then, line. Do you remember the line he said? Oh snap! He, said uh, he had, a, he had like, a bunch of lines. He's talking about Tupac. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you remember yeah, what he yeah, said? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't no killer, but don't push me." <laughs> that's, that's Tupac. That's Tupac. That's Tupac, <laughs> by the way. That's Tupac, by the way. And I love that he and, and a part of the twelve fans that he has. He he thanked me, and I appreciated that. So that was my moment <laughs> of the week. It's when he thanked me as a fan. Wonderful, good stuff. So, Eve, you actually watch more wrestling. You would be able to. Just- <laughs> pivot if somebody takes your moment of the week you can be like oh for monday night raw it was blah 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 but you fast forward through no it. no no i keep it real up in here i ain't gonna sit down and pull some stuff off my ass now you understand just to <laughs> oh man all right good stuff guys all right well we are out of here once again next week we are going to hit you guys with a full episode of the wrestlemania preview of course if there's any major news we'll hit on that but we're gonna go match by match talk about actually what we'll do we'll revisit it sugar and shit and then we'll kind of go over our predictions for the show we will be dropping a couple days early next week so lock in for that if you have not already please give us a follow on youtube at that's freaking wrestling twitter that's fnw and of course wherever you listen to podcasts hit that follow button support us hit us up check us out give us likes all that other kind of good stuff that people talk about type whatever down in the comments and then when they all say type down in the comments we love all three of us type in the comments Thank you guys again. We will talk to you next week.